Robots Radio presents Rated M for Mature. Welcome back, everybody, to The Download, weekly gaming news, the show where we give you the DL on the latest in gaming every week in a small, bite-sized download. My name is Jameson, a.k.a. Big Cat, a.k.a. El Gato Grande. My name's just Brenna. (laughs) Yeah, you like that one? I didn't realize my mouth click was so audible there until out of oh, the yeah. corner of my eye, I saw the my mic. <laughs> yeah, spike person. I was like, oh, man, mega sass. Oh, yeah. Hey, if you're going to go that extreme and I'm not prepared, I'm just going to go mega simple. Yeah. I mean, you are mega simple, so. Can I say I like the uh, simple things in life? Yeah, like simple Jack. You make me happy. <laughs> it's the simple things. Just man, living life, being happy. Uh, so we are back, and Brenna is home. Back, the goose is back in California. Yeah, for good. Uh, so that was part of. We mentioned that before. That was part of all the shenanigans. So, uh. She is getting settled. Uh, so if you notice a difference again in mic quality, it's because she's still trying to get everything all uh, set up. So she's utilizing other equipment once again. The goose is in pieces. <laughs> you know what? She's she's doing pretty well for being in pieces for the last three and a half weeks, basically. Yup. But yeah. we're slowly getting closer. Yes. Yes. Uh, so with that, uh, we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, quick update. Uh, no, no, uh, nothing else has happened yet on the GoFundMe, uh, but we have not forgotten all of you who have donated. We are still planning to do the, uh, the donator Patreon subscriber listener episode. Obviously there has been a absolute lot happening in our lives the last couple of weeks. So Forgive us for temporarily forgetting about that, but we will make that happen uh, and we will start reaching out soon timeline wise again once the goose gets settled and uh, we can set it all up. So keep an keep an ear out or an eye out for a message from us about that. Uh, You know who sponsors us, so we'll dive on in. First up, big purchase, big shakeup in the world of anime. Sony has purchased Crunchyroll for $1.175 billion. Uh, That is, I feel like that is a very small number considering how big Crunchyroll is, but that's also a very large number. I mean, I don't know. There's other websites that you can get the same thing as Crunchyroll. So, I mean, they're illegal technically. Well, there's only a handful of paid websites that you can get the variety that Crunchyroll offers you. And I'm pretty sure they're all owned by Crunchyroll's parent company, <laughs> which is, I think is like well, Viz Media or something like that. Something, yeah. Um, 
But yes, it's one of the few places in the United States, at least, and Europe, I think, uh, where you can get uh, a lot of anime very accessibly uh, by paying it. And so Sony, so so uh, Sony is also well, partnered with. Go ahead. Funimation, right? They're partnered with Funimation. They don't own Funimation. Yeah. Funimation is way Funimation is huge because they are a publisher and a distributor of anime. Yeah. So like they they are like a and they're a studio. So they make, publish and sell anime. They've yeah. I mean, so this is an interesting thing. I mean, a good thing that they're partnering with it, but if yeah. it seems like this Sony's a, starting to buy up all of the animes and bring them into one, which is kind of something that we have a law against in this country well the nice thing well i mean you can there's still other places you can get it and you can still get it illegally uh i mean there's free streaming sites it's what i use for anime for years i mean everybody does just because it's it's hard to get the shows you want FBI. yeah uh but uh, I like this because it's also an F you to Funimation because I was very upset when they said F you to Crunchyroll and everybody and pulled all of their content off the platform to go do their own streaming platform. And now they're basically Sony is basically going to merge them back into Crunchyroll because it's in Sony's best interest. So uh, they are there's plans that could potentially be included as part of PlayStation Plus or another premium option or included with Sony. Uh, but basically, their goal is to create a unified anime subscription uh, experience, which I am 100% on board with because who doesn't love anime? And if you don't, you should because it's great. Uh, but yeah, so very excited about that. Curious to see what Sony does with it. I just don't. It's an interesting move because I just don't see people growing that much more because it's it's one of the only places you can really watch anime and so i feel like everyone who watches anime is already watching anime you know if they're using you know you know what i mean like i mean i don't know there's plenty of people that play playstation and don't aren't really into the anime thing maybe they're cod but now crunchyroll is going to be an app on playstation psn and it's going to be advertised absolutely everywhere and they'll probably end up doing like a production series as well. I mean, Sony can make their own movies, so why not make more animes that are more geared towards people like Call of Duty players? Maybe, maybe. Uh, I'm sure Crunchyroll is already available as an app on PlayStation. I can't imagine that it would not be because just because it's been around for so long. But yeah, it will definitely have a place of more prominence. Um. So we have some details about the Avatar movie. Um, Actor Stephen Lang is telling everyone that not only will we be enchanted and fascinated by Avatar 2, but we will also be even more captivated by Avatar 3, which is set to come out in 2024. Uh, He has already completed filming for both 2 and 3, so it's really just... You know, it's cleaning up and post CGI editing too. Yeah, it's all of that stuff. Uh, Kate Winslet's in this movie. There's really quite quite a lot of people. I'm gonna be very curious to see where the where the series goes after the first one because right. I know he he had planned to do five, and 
he's he's his goal is to have four and five uh come out in 2026 and 2028 so he's really That's trying to not a bad i mean we were like oh it took you like 10 years to do this one but he already knocked out the next two yes i think i think I think once he completed the first one and he started planning for the next one, he started planning and stacking kind of like how they did with a lot of the Harry Potter movies or not, or the Lord of the Rings, you know, like when you know, you're going to make a trilogy, you know, you can just start. Yeah. Stacking. Especially if they're supposed to be the same age and then all of a sudden it's like seven years later and they're not teenagers anymore. Right. So, uh, you know, that works, that works in everybody's, uh, best favor, but I'm excited. I personally enjoy uh, the world of Avatar, Pandora, and all that. Uh, so cool. I got they. Ha- I didn't know this, but they have a Pandora World at or Pandora area at uh, Disney World's Animal Kingdom. Like they hmm. did, they like tried to recreate like the floating rocks and stuff. They did a pretty good job. It's pretty cool. Uh, one of the rides sucks. It's a it's a water ride. It's not very not very great and super short. They'll probably get rid of it and put a new one in once this comes out. Maybe the other ride though is like an is like a you know like the Soarin' Over California. Yeah, it's it's like that, but you're on like sitting in like a motorcycle seat and you're like hooked in, but it's 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 meant to and it's like the same kind of setup but they make it seem like the whole experience is like oh you're riding on the back of the bird things yeah so yeah. like the inside of the seat has like you know it mimics the breathing of the thing on your legs it's and me out it, you can hear like you can uh obviously you have the visuals but then they hit you with the smell of the little spritzes <clears throat> of water it was pretty it was actually pretty dang cool i love how like simple brain humans it's like air freshener and someone spits right. on you and i'm so happy about it <laughs> right oh here's the little little scent of grass a little scent of dust <laughs> little spritz of water and you're like wow that's interactive <laughs> dear god this is amazing i'm in it all my world. senses are tingling goblin brain yeah for real shiny uh-huh uh role-playing goblins is so much fun <laughs> i bet um free guy came out last week we'll have to go see that in theaters at some point uh for those of you that don't know what it is it is the ryan reynolds video game movie where he basically is an npc in uh like a gta world and uh he's like becomes like conscious of being an npc and like meets like a player very interesting super cool you know it's ryan reynolds so it's hilarious yeah and i have high hopes for the movie uh i think it will i think it will do well because it's not necessarily like a straight up video game movie it's just it's like wreck it ralph it's a it's a movie set in a video game basically yeah and i don't they're not trying to be any sort of way so they're they're just like making pop culture references to video games yeah and making fun of video games themselves and players and all that stuff so it looks really great to do yeah, and they released a ton of super cool posters for the movie uh, that included a Super Mario style poster, Doom, Minecraft, Among Us, Animal Crossing, and Grand Theft Auto. They're all like quality posters. Um, I think, I think the the Animal Crossing one is probably my favorite. Really, the Animal Crossing. I mean, anybody can make the GTA one like that one's super basic. 
GTA ones always kind of crack me up. Uh, I mean, the the Mario one's also pretty funny and kind of unsettling. <laughs> so is the so is the Doom one, the guy in the bunny suit. I just. Concerning. <laughs> so it's concerning. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we'll uh, we'll let you know our thoughts when we get around to uh, to seeing that movie. Yeah. Uh, the creators of uh, bah, 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 the Typhoon devs, uh, Typhoon Studios, have uh, started a or started a new studio, basically with the backing of Tencent, unfortunately, called yeah. Raccoon Logic, and they have which is shiny. That's Raccoon <laughs> Logic, uh, and they managed to secure the rights to Savage Planet from Google, who bought Typhoon back in 2009 to make it a first-party Stadia content. Boo, Google. Uh, So some of the founding members of Typhoon include Alex Hutchison, uh, who was also, he had, was director at Typhoon, but uh, he was responsible for Far Cry 4, Assassin's Creed 3 at Ubisoft, and uh, he also helped establish Warner Brothers Games Montreal. So uh, Hutchison and uh, Reed Snyder are both back, along with a few other... um, former team members to make video games and it's very cool uh it would be great though if there was just you know a smidge of diversity in this this studio team because just a smidge because they posted a picture and it's and it's the art there's been some articles talking about it like it's like you know you're starting a brand new game studio and your entire team is white guys with beards it's shocking how much of them have the exact same beard, too. And it's shocking how much of them are wearing the exact same clothes. Yeah, it really is like, hey, let's get together and be carbon copies. Like, I understand that this is literally 80% of the gaming True. development community. Doesn't mean that's okay, though. And like, I'm I'm sure they're going to there aren't plenty of people that aren't that don't fit this category that want to be in it. Yes. And I'm sure they're going to hire more people that this is literally just the founding members. And I get that these are all members from the original studio, which makes even more sense because that was an older studio. And you've been in it for how many years? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure there will be more diversity uh, up and coming. But uh, yeah, the studio is roughly it says here 75 percent former typhoon employees so that's probably the 75 percent right there and they're hiring in the process of hiring 25 percent so yeah definitely i would love to see a picture of all these guys if there's a picture of them back when they started typhoon that would be so great they That'd would be just look, really cool to frame they would look like children and it would be hilarious um there are Goblin. rumors speculation Goblin colors brain. Goblin brain. Goblin Brain, the Steam Deck, could come in multiple colors, not just Steam Black. Um, I don't I know what hear, like skittering and clicking noises from my Goblin Brain. <laughs> it's all purely speculation, uh, but uh, there's there's a high likelihood that it will come in different colors. No note yet on what the colors will be or anything, but um... I do not see why not. Especially right. since that's what Switch does. So my guess is that it will probably launch as a black bottle with maybe 
with color options coming in the second wave after they've, you know, they need to have it'll, some sort of success. It'll only take like a two seconds for Scuff Gaming and all these other places to do custom plates and things like that. This is very true. This is very true. So I'm not too upset about it. You know, I don't mind the black. I mean, heck, I have a red Nintendo Switch. So, you know, I don't Mine's mind the colors blue. either. Blue, yeah. Blue. Yours is more, uh, you're, you got the turquoise one, teal. right? Yeah, teal. teal. Yeah. It's actually turquoise. Brenna. Um, It's more blue than it is green. So, you know, I was a little bummed, is, though. Yeah. You got it. And like a month later, they announced like that Game Boy blue Purple. one. It everywhere it's not like purple it's not like the game boy purple but god it looks so close to it yeah it's really good it's, such a it's nice got color. the gray it has the gray joysticks and everything that's why yeah yeah nintendo's really dropped the ball on a lot of the color schemes for the switch just as a side tangent I, they, they I can, can do totally, so much so much cooler stuff i don't know why they didn't do it, like a diagonal stripe around the back either like people will lose it for that there's just so many things they could do. Yeah. Wasted opportunities. This is why I need a job. No. <laughs> I have to work it in every time I talk about this stuff because <sighs> it feels like common sense. But yeah, somewhere sure. someone was like, no, we don't want those. People don't want those. And to them, I know it's probably like you. a supply chain that they don't really care to have to like deal with that. Okay, I counter their supply chain argument, raise the cost $50 and make it limited edition. Well, they do that Done. with controllers. I know, but the controllers are controllers. People are still people are still playing with Game Boy controllers. So don't don't the controllers are not your selling point. When you're when you're having to when Nintendo Switch Pro controllers have to compete with original GameCube controllers, controllers is not where you want to be trying to make your money. But they're so, pretty and they've got images on them. This is this is true. I, I have one of them. I had a Pokemon one, I think. No, I know. What I'm saying is why don't they match that for the controller and do another one for the Switch? So that way the Zelda one goes with the Zelda controllers. Right, right. Usually, they, I think there is Zelda controllers. I've seen those. There's yeah. Zelda, Pokemon, Mario. And I know they've done Zelda, Pokemon, Mario. Animal uh, Crossing. Switches. Animal Crossing. There's an Animal Crossing controller. But after that, I don't think they've done that much. Yeah. Like, why wasn't there a Metroid one? Sick. That would be so cool, right? Yeah. Or even go old school, like Mega Man. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Anyway, tangent. Uh, Tom Hardy really wants to fight Tom Holland, uh, not in real life. He wants to have uh, Venom join the MCU and do battle with Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I am 100% on board with this. What in the F? Like my brain at the weird comedy that would be going on. Oh, it would be so good. Him and Tom Holland would be amazing. I'm trying to think. I feel like there's another movie they've done together. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but I, I think that would be amazing. Just the the Venom's, you know, quirkiness with the, you know, quips and quirkiness of, you know, Marvel, you know, the MCU and Spider-Man would just be would be phenomenal. 
Yeah, definitely. I'm 100% on board with that for Venom 3, which there is going to be a right. uh, Venom 3, so. I just don't know what it's going to be just yet. Yeah. Uh, his hope is that Venom 2 will be a large enough success that it will give him some uh, bargaining power to push that for. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, the characters that Venom would be friends with. And I feel like I feel like there would be people like they wouldn't like Tom Hardy, but they would like Venom. Kind of like how Bruce Banner and the Hulk were. Mm, I see what and you're saying. I think saying. that would be really funny. I could definitely see Venom and Hulk being best friends. Yeah. But now Hulk is different. Like Hulk is like Yeah, he's more I mean, banner. Yeah. Merged. Yeah. It's like half and half. Yeah. Cardigan wearing Hulk. I Ridiculous. Right. <laughs> I'm just curious to see where the MCU goes now that the whole Thanos thing is done. Like so much has happened. I'm not a fan of the new takeover of characters. Well, we're in we're into the multiverse now, so thing it's gonna start getting wild. I bet. I bet we're gonna just go back in time. Maybe. Everyone wants to return. I love how everyone's like, I'm done with this. And then like 10 seconds later, like, wait a second. I want to continue to make money. I would I'm really hoping that the spider the at some point during the multiverse we get andrew garfield tom holland and toby Maguire all together as spider-mans i need it in my life people would be so happy if they just did that even if it was like for, yeah even if it was for just a, a quick you know a few Half minutes second. yeah no, even if, cameo even if if it just like panned to the side where like everything was exploding, there was like all these same characters and in at the same reality, like crazy stuff, it like mayhem. And then they and all three Spider-Mans like, like land second. next to each other and they're just like, hey, hey, <laughs> and then it's over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a lot of people, though, are concerned uh, with the, I guess, resurgence of the coronavirus uh, cases rising. Uh, Suicide Squad did not crack 30 million in its opening weekend, um, which, you know, can't say is surprising because all the parts of the country that are the most open are also where cases are just absolutely surging through the roof. Uh, shocker there. It's the South. Uh, sorry if you live in the South, but, you know, you know, <laughs> Uh, but people are also blaming like HBO Max as a reason that it didn't do well. And I disagree with that. Uh, people want to go to movie theaters. People like to go to movie theaters. People are only streaming because that's the better option right now. Right. People do so, like it, but people also like to just chill inside. Yes. yes. Especially when it might be crazy where you're at. Um, so. Big milestone for Star Citizen. We are eight years into development and Star Citizen has completed its first star system completely wrapped up. The Stanton system got a final uh, planet, which included a uh, floating factory turned luxury city called, what is it? Or Horizon? Orison? Or Eason. I don't know. O R I S O N. Looks great. My computer probably can't run it, but good God, 
one star yep. system, they're supposed to have like a too many. Yeah. And I get like I get they will infinite. be I will get some a lot of them will be unexplored, but there's supposed to be like hundreds of like yes populated systems and they're supposed to be like 80 something million actual systems yes so not i mean great news but you know also like wow (laughs) right uh apparently they also recently you know they've got some, some more investing funds coming in i mean i can't believe how much money they have they have more money than some movies being made. They have more money than some countries. Yeah. Well, that isn't saying much. Uh, <laughs> Cloud Aperium, uh, they recently partnered with another studio, UK-based Fire Sprite Games, to work on a Battlefield-style 40 versus 40 mode called Theaters of War. Uh, I mean, at least they're, they partnered with someone else to do that, and they're not using their own resources to do that. And what I'm thinking is they're probably just going to use the money that they get from that to fund whatever the heck they're doing. They need to get going. They need to get the single player out like that needs to come out. So you get people paying, you get people playing. And yeah, like game needs to get moving. We are way too far in the development process, even with the changes they have made along the way. We are way too far in with far too little to show for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, um. So, you know, I feel like every time they release something, they're rebuilding the whole wheel and you just need we just need to get cracking. We just need to get cracking. The Life is Strange remastered edition got delayed to 2022. It was supposed to come out uh, this fall. So they pushed it a couple months. It was set to launch on September 10th uh, and they are working to figure out the next launch date. Um, You know, bit of a bummer especially considering it's just a remaster for a game that came out only a few years ago but you know i'm i'm okay with it it you know it is what it is yeah it's a remaster it's not like you can't go play the game as is already it's perfectly fine i don't even know why it needs a remaster the graphics are great i don't yeah if you haven't played it i strongly recommend it it's very good great game yeah uh blizzard taken another hit uh this week amidst everything they had three major departures uh the diablo 4 game director Louis borrega has left the lead level designer uh jesse mccree has also left for diablo 4 and the world of warcraft designer jonathan lacraft are all gone um just ouch Everyone yeah. that is, has any amount of actual responsibility in this company is bailing. Yep. Louis Borrega was the game director of Diablo 4. He has been with Blizzard for 15 years. Uh, he was previously worked on the World of Warcraft team as a quest and systems designer, as well as the lead game designer. Uh, just. Yeah. Jesse McCree worked on uh, Diablo 3 and a numerous World of Warcraft expansions. And then Jonathan McCraft was the senior game designer for World of Warcraft since, and he's been there since 2005. So these are all big, big veterans. Uh, you wonder how much of it is like, I don't want to go down with a sinking ship versus I feel comfortable with leaving this place now because it's been exposed and I'm not going to get blackmailed on my way out. 
I think it's a myriad of things. I think Blizzard has had some development issues for years, and we've started seeing people trickling out the door over the past two years. Granted, we're learning more things that maybe could have influenced some of them leaving. Uh, but yes, I think now they're also being like, you know, the, the ship is taking hits. I don't know if I want to be on the ship when it goes down. And so maybe now is the time to make the career moves before, you know, things get worse. Which, you know, that's just, that's a normal thing for people to do. You know, now is as good of time as any. Uh, just, I just, you know, it'd be, I don't know if any of them are involved in any way or if they've witnessed anything. That would be, that would be my only follow-up question. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that and I guess just feeling more comfortable about getting the heck out of a company. Yep. Yep. And then uh, contract workers are also speaking up uh, about Activision, Blizzard, and uh, they have a problem with keeping customer service representatives and QA testers, which is problem Wonder. most pretty much every game studio has because the unofficial motto is, you know, use, dispose, repeat. They just overwork, underpay these QA testers and these uh, customer service reps. And then when they get burnt out, you're out. We've got, you know, hundreds of Long other people list. waiting yeah. to fill this one job so it's it's honestly abusive i really wish uh someone would come up with a better way to protect these uh contract workers because they are more abused than the employees and they the contract workers are the ones that are literally doing it for the love of gaming they're like i love gaming so much i'm going to take this crap job right to it's get my to get my foot in the door be, yeah that used to be how you get your foot in the door. Like you start on as like a QA tester and hopefully you work your way up to get into like the development side. And it's just not that way anymore. Not even close. Nope. Uh, Congress is looking at passing some legislation to uh, keep loot boxes away from children. Uh, they are citing some precedent from the UK and the letter specifically addressed all major game companies, including Activision, Blizzard, Disney, Sony, Microsoft, and Epic Games, which honestly, I can't argue with that. The loot boxes are predatory and they are heavily geared towards children. You know, the easiest example is the V-Bucks and FIFA, where you have kids spending $3,000 on V-Bucks of their parents' money. You know, bad on the parents, but also right. like that's just blatant you know you know what you're doing when you're like let's make this for kids and let's make it monetary and it's not like it's difficult to make it like a two-step transaction that requires a little bit more verification really not difficult these companies can do it but they won't but brenna they don't want they to want do that money. because yes it interferes yeah. with the game process it's just as that was literally the argument process that was literally the argument that epic games was making about apple it's like oh we don't want them having to purchase through you know apple not because apple gets a cut but because it takes them out of the the process however if they do it through ours it's quick it's simple it's all integrated go f yourself get out of here uh, the Call of Duty, nobody wants, but we get it every year. Once again, Call of Duty, back. Uh, and we're going back to World War II. Can we not well, well, please? All games are running out of time periods. We're at the point where we're running out of time periods. Then just stop making them. <laughs> like, come on. 
like the uh, so call of duty vanguard is the new title for the upcoming game uh it's the same studio that made call of duty world war ii if you remember that dumpster fire before they did the remaster and they've garnered some grace and some quality uh well they're gonna attempt to do world war ii once again and uh i'm not here for it okay i'm okay with world war ii because i i did semi like like when they did throwbacks to it back in the day but that was back in the day i mean unless call unless call of duty vanguard is a remaster of world at war i don't want it okay yeah it can be but it's not technically i don't want it then unless it's a remaster of world at war i don't want it unless it's a remaster of call of duty 2 i don't want it we'll see it'll be trash I just I wish they would just take a breather. We don't need a new Call of Duty game every year. Like let it ride. Like Modern Warfare. Great. Two years would be great. Modern Warfare and Warzone were doing so great. And then you had to slap Cold War on us. Whoa. Gross. Get that crap out of here. The Warzone was doing great. They should probably address the hackers instead of giving us a new damn game. What do you mean, Brenna? They banned 30,000 hackers a day. Sure they do. <laughs> There was a there was a stream a guy was doing and uh, he was spectating like a one one shotter people and he was like this guy's got a KD of hundred and five and there's no red flags to say hmm maybe we should look at this account hmm. right no right not a single code or a line that says hmm maybe this guy is hacking. Uh, there's so many things that they can do on their end to block this. There's so many simple little things to look for, and they just don't. And yeah, that's that's part of the reason I had to stop playing it was near the end. It was like we were we were really into Warzone and Modern Warfare for a, for a good while during COVID last year, but it it really started to wear when you started encountering more and more and more, and yeah, just. Especially in a game where you're like, when you're done, you're done. You know, yeah. at least when there's like hackers and like the 5v5 or something like that, you just respawn. Yep. Or you leave and you go join a new game. But yeah, if you're playing Warzone, that you're, you're, you could be committing 40, 50 minutes, get to the final round, insta kill by hacker. Hack. I'm done for the night after that. Yeah, that's instant pissed. Yeah. Um, Amazon has finally dropped some of their uh, very outdated and unacceptable uh, policies, which included uh, that they claimed ownership and rights of all products slash games developed by their employees outside of work hours. I mean, only because there's been a lot of memes and stuff going on with Amazon recently. Well, I think just all these other studios are under fire that it's that it's starting to come out and their game studio is absolutely a dumpster fire that they they, meant to dumpster fires. They have yet to get out one workable game. They had Crucible out in beta for a month before they pulled it and shut that project down. And New World, which has I've been told doing okay in alpha and beta but it's been delayed like four times over the last you know year and a half 
So that's really going to be the real test is when it officially releases to see how it does. But, you know, they need to do little things like this. But, you know, giving themselves uh, intellectual property of any games developed by employees, which includes a royalty-free, worldwide, fully paid-up, perpetual, transferable license, like, that's just... That's just uncool. Uncool. So there's been quite a meme lately about this blue box studio that's releasing this uh, supposed game for PlayStation. And it's been really kind of all over the Internet lately to the point where people are even questioning if the studio is real. And they even had to respond in a tweet saying, you know, we are 100% real and working on a passionate game we believe in. That's what a ghost company would say. Well, it's also a company that has yet to release a game in eight years, and they've had five different games in development. Now, I understand the video game, the video game industry is very difficult. 75% of all games never make it to a completed state. That's just a normal fact, especially when it comes to indie companies. But this company has a proven track record of doing all of these things that they are now doing again. So for this upcoming game, and it, they, it's like the same game they've been trying to make all these times, but they keep adding a twist to it and renaming it every time they launch it as a new project. It's so weird. Like, so the, the latest... Everybody loves a good conspiracy theory. Dude, well, people were people were people. The conspiracy theory with this and why it garnered so much attention was people thought they were working on a Silent Hill reboot for Kojima. Turned out not to be the case. But so they they've been working on making a and they they've been kickstarted too, but and they've been delaying this app. They've been working on an app that they've been delaying releasing to the PlayStation Store and the app is for a playable teaser. So they could have just released a trailer to YouTube. They wanted to release this playable teaser. And so they said like, oh, you know, we're, we almost got it up. They kept delaying due to technical issues and other things. And I've looked through their tweets and some of their videos, and it just, it rubs me all the wrong way. Like just the people I'm looking at talking and listening to and the words all make us sus. And so, like, the patch they released for, like, this playable trailer is, like, a 15-second, like, almost GIF of just, like, some... All you can really see is a wooden floor and some, like, boots and jeans, like, walking by. That's, like, it. It's just... That, that would, like, probably take two hours to make. Ah, uh, but... So... It, it's a tr it's literally a trailer app. And so they're saying that the reason for the latest delay uh, was that they have dealt with multiple engine issues that occurred last minute after we spotted a graphical glitch. Like they have a lot, a lot of last minute issues that pop up that mean delays. Like, and it's got to the point where people even, and they just, People are even questioning, like, like I said, the existence of the studio. Are they real? And someone went so far on Reddit, as they always do, 
to make a full timeline of everything this studio has done. Like, it's unreal. Like, all of their games all the way back to 2015 when their first game was in the works. And it's the same, it's the same pattern. So I am, they've had multiple Kickstarters as well. So it's, it's mega sus. We'll see as that unfolds. Yeah. Um, Rainbow Six has a new operator coming to the game. Uh, I think the operator's code name is Crystal. Uh, Crystal Crystal, Guard. Crystal Guard. That's the, that's the new season. Uh, And the new operator is Osa. Osa. And Osa's new thing will be uh, she puts up like a uh, unbreakable like shield over uh, windows and doors. It's like a window Uh, like it looks like a reverse mirror. So uh, here it is. So Osa is armed with a tactical robotic shield that she can deploy in windows and doorways. So she's like a reverse castle slash mirror. Got it. Uh, but the the real kicker is that she will be the first transgender operator uh, in Rainbow Six. Uh, I think they've I think they had mentioned before that there was two other operators that were uh, gay. But yeah, this is the here's the thing that they always do is that they don't they don't announce it in the game. They don't really talk about it, but it's in the backstory. Yes, it's always included in the bios, which is they show a screenshot here of the bios. Right. And see, I don't mind that. I'm 100% okay with it. This is inclusive. It's not obtrusive on the gameplay itself. And it's just it's just a nice little bonus to know a little bit more about your characters. Like that's all you need to do is and the people that actually care or don't care or whatever would be pissed off about it probably wouldn't read the bio. Yeah, if you're getting pissed off about this, you really need to rethink your life because it really has zero effect on anything. You can still play the character. You are not forbidden from playing the character. And honestly, unless it was said, I wouldn't know. It literally would not change my view of the game. If anything, I like the character more now. There you go. I like backstories. I like the little bit. I like the little bits of lore. So I'm nuts. I'm 100% on board with it. Which one is nuts? Next one. Oh, you want to tell us about it? Uh, did I say anything? I don't know. Uh, so apparently, I was arrested after an Overwatch and Halo voice actor was murdered in Brazil. That's not terrifying for you. So apparently, uh, this man has been arrested by Brazilian police and suspicion of killing uh, Christine Luis a Brazilian voice actor, and she did things as uh, Mercy in Overwatch and Cortana in Halo. And so it's important to specify she is the Portuguese voice actor for these characters. So she's doing the the dubs or the translations. Yeah, and I'm 49 years old, so, I mean, not the youngest of chickens, but definitely not close to death. Absolutely not. Uh, she'd been a voice actor and dubber since 1994, and she was murdered by a fellow voice actor. Um, voice actor drama? I mean, you know, there's some weird, crazy stuff. It's also, it's Brazil. Like, this is a country where they, you know, murder their soccer referees. 
you know, it's Russia. That one guy didn't let that one ring open. <laughs> my buddy equated when we were talking about this story today, my buddy equated to Brazil as the Latin Russia. And I have zero arguments angry, against that. It makes me angry that I can agree with it. Right. Right. Um, Wonder Woman is finally coming Good. to Fortnite. I'm frankly surprised that that didn't happen sooner. Uh, especially considering that Batman and Superman are both already in the game. So you will be able to add, give your character a Wonder Woman outfit. Uh, <laughs> if I have a male character and I cannot apply the Wonder Woman outfit to my male character, I'm done. I'm out. I think that is the, I did not care about this until you said that. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't care about Fortnite at all. I don't play the game, never have, never will. But I think that would be hilarious. Is it like Dave's? What is that really wacky like construction? Gary's mod. Could you? I oh, imagine yeah. like Gary's mod type people in Wonder Woman outfit. You know, I'm surprised that would be a direction for Epic Games to take Fortnite to make it like Gary's mod. That yeah. would be the literal perfect direction for them to evolve their game is just allow people to make it a community game and to make things within it. Generous. Hire me. I would work for Fortnite if I got that job and they paid me the big bucks. I would sell my soul. Oh, your ass would be sold. Oh, because I know I would get paid well for that job. Good God. Copyright that. Come get me, Epic. Uh, a fan made conversion, I guess, for Dungeons and Dragons, uh, has been made for Destiny, and it's called Dungeons and Destiny. So it brings in all of the lore and information from Destiny and converts it into a Dungeons and Dragons module. And I gotta say, it's really well done, like really well done, and it works really, really well. Uh, I'm frankly surprised at how well it translates. And you, everyone that was on that Destiny team is just staring at this like, huh? <laughs> right? <done> <laughs> hmm. This gives us a lot of ideas about our game yeah. that we could mm. bring yeah. in. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, it's it's really well done. And honestly, not a fan of Destiny, but good God, I would play Dungeons and Destiny in a heartbeat. Yeah, seriously. Like. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty happy to uh, to see that. But uh, you can it has a website and you can support its uh, creator on Patreon. They also have resources for uh, 3D printing your own miniatures for the game as well. Sick. Yes. And they've also even gone as far to recreate classic locations uh, that are compatible as maps. So uh, the full color version of the player's guidebook for Dungeons and Destiny is available for download free of charge. It's a um, heaping ton of work yes. that you're just giving away. Yes. So go and pick that up for yourself. It is available uh, on their website. So it's, you know, Dungeons and Destiny. Go and look it up. And if you really like it, go ahead and support them. Um, but uh, Normal super books cool. usually cost like, what, 40 bucks? Uh, it varies. The uh, Studio Gimbley book that I bought, that was... 
like $17, I think, or 18. And it was just a little, you know, PDF that you can print off of uh, drive through RPG or uh, no guild. I can't remember the website. It's the main like D&D homebrew thing. But yeah, like the normal D&D books are like 20 or 30 bucks, 30 bucks, I think. So if you want to donate an equivalent, probably close to that. Yeah, go find their Patreon. 100% support that. Um, We uh, now know the cast and crew for the Witcher Blood Origin series. It will be a six-part prequel series set 1,200 years before the events of The Witcher. It's a long time. I feel like that's like primal smacking sticks together. It certainly feels that way. I'll be curious to see what it's like but uh they have 10 new characters and actors will be portraying them and the actors include people such as uh jacob levy in the role of eridan lizzie ani as zachary hugh novelli as brother death francesca mills as meldoff amy murray as fenric nathan curtis as brian and zach wyatt as sindril uh, you can Google that if you want to see who they are or, you know, go to IMBD to see what they've done before. But uh, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, I think that series is supposed to release 2023, if I'm not mistaken. Not too far away. No. So, you know, they're doing they got casting now. They'll start filming, you know, end of the, the end of this year, beginning of next year. They, they could even come out. That could even come out next year. If they're uh, if they're particularly ambitious about it. And lastly, the bar was so low and people still find ways to squeak under it amidst all of the. Wait, wait, wait. No, I have a good one for this. Yes, give it to me. The bar is so low, but yet somehow you're still limboing with the devil. I'll accept it. I'll accept yeah. it. Yes. Uh, Riot Games, once again, is back in the spotlight after their huge sexual harassment issue and their subsequent lawsuit with the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing uh, amidst the Activision Blizzard debacle. Riot Games was supposed to uh, send out uh, a notice to employees on June 4th. The memo was supposed to advise workers of their right to speak freely with the government about unlawful workplace practices without fear of retaliation, uh, non-disclosure or settlement agreements, which is per just normal work rights in the state of California, something Riot did not abide by. Well, they've failed to notify employees. They have not of this policy. And uh, apparently... They have continued some of these practices that uh, they're basically DFEH has learned that they're still not honoring what they're supposed to do because people are quitting and then filing complaints uh, and they are hearing about it. So, you know, great job, Riot Games. You're really the beacon of hope in all of gaming. Anytime you do anything for charity, especially women related, I press a big fat X for doubt because it's all a PR stunt. Um, But that's going to wrap it up for this week on that unfortunate note. Uh, We will be back next week. Hopefully the goose will have her goose cave pond. 
We have not named it yet. We have not named it yet. You know what? Should we should we put it out to the people for, for naming and dies? All right. Yeah. You. I'll get a sign. I will get a custom made sign that will open up and it will be the first thing that you see when you open the door. I like it. All right. We give this decision to you, the people of Gotham. Um Go ahead and write us in on Discord. Shoot us a tweet uh, on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, up, yeah. whatever. Come up with a name. Let us know what you think. And uh, we'll announce. We'll, what do we want to do? choices and we'll do a vote. Okay. How long do we want to give him? Two weeks? Yeah. I can say two weeks. Till the end of the month. So August 31st. Voting closes. And then that following episode will announce the uh the winner or we'll we'll put together a list and do a vote uh so stay tuned for that and we will reach out to you soon about setting up our patreon fan episode we're working on it we just need everybody to be settled life needs to not throw us curveballs for just a hot second hot second just underhand me underhand me a softball for just a quick second i just need a breather uh but thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you to all those who support us uh, on the Patreon. I'm going to leave that up and going as we get the other Patreon set up, but then I'll transition you guys all over. Uh, you know where to find us. Good luck. Have fun, everybody. Remember, keep your goose loose. Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um... Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Amaranth. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Looking for an RPG podcast that isn't just D&D? Roll to cast is the answer. No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far? Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020. What does it mean to have a voice? There's going to be something big coming, Chumba. Hey, if you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones and... <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe, Sam. You can't use those words! He's gonna grab Vincent, press him against the wall. I mesmerize him. This is Adelaide's Anarch movement. First out of your chair, your hand goes to your gun and you draw. Hulk Cthulhu. Told you I had it. Oh, we've all got the creeps going. I love it so much. All right, Screechy child. <laughs> my favorite daughter. Maybe after what we just seen, we're feeling a bit trigger happy. And the new Cyberpunk Red. Babe, you're good. Good. Better. Thought maybe you might be able to give me a counter-off. Straight through his neck. I don't see bone either, but I'm not gonna look. My leg's fine. I always knew you wanted to fly, kid. Come find me. Roll to cast. R-O-L-E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all good podcatchers. Even support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's Roll to cast. R-O-L-E. Come discover a new world.